are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. My name is Ken Hagland, and we broadcast every Saturday from noon to one to talk about your health and your life. We cover a wide range of topics, including wellness and health care, elder care, even end-of-life care, and of course, caregiver support. Today is Saturday. August 10th, 2019, and we have another great show for you today. Joining me in studio is Kelly Grosslegs. She is a psychotherapist, social worker, healer, and author of A Comforted Heart. And we are going to talk about the book today, but also about a presentation she gave that I was uh, very fortunate to attend, and it's talking about the lessons learned from the dying. You do not want to miss this show. We're going to have a great time talking about these things. And um, uh, as you know, we are broadcasting live today and are looking forward to answering your questions on this important topic of lessons learned from the dying. And uh, you can call us uh, with your questions live on the air at 952-946-6205. Once again, 952-946-6205. Sam Turnberg will be answering the phones today, and he'll be happy to take your question and get it on the air for us. Or if you prefer and you're shy, you can directly text us your questions now. And uh, that number for our radio show phone is 612-999-3426. Once again, 612-999-3426. So if you have a question, either call us or text us and do it during the show, folks. I get texts after the show with great questions, and uh, we don't get a chance to get those on the air then. Um, so as a reminder, just you can always leave a voicemail on our radio show for topics, suggestions, or ideas for future shows. All right. And you can also find podcasts of our recordings uh, for all of our shows on the AM950 website by clicking their on-demand button and then clicking on our show logo, Living Healthy and Aging Well. In fact, someone uh, texted me last week and said, oh, you have your photo on your show logo. It's nice to know who it is that we're, uh, we're, we're listening to every week. So, um, so great. Appreciate that. Uh, but the purpose of this show, as you guys know, is to bring you specialists and experts and people with a passion for helping others from across the health and wellness fields to provide insights and recommendations on how to navigate the complexities and challenges of managing both you and your family's health and quality of life. We also focus on our senior population and how we can help you prepare for those various stages of life's transitions. In addition, we provide vital information for the caregivers who are essential to supporting our aging population. And I tell you, I am so grateful for the opportunity each week to discuss these timely and important topics with you. And I'm very thankful for the tremendous response you've provided to us regarding this radio show. Please, please continue to send us your questions, comments, suggestions to our radio show phone number, which is 612-999-3426. All right, I want to get into the show today. I am so excited about this. I want to introduce my guest, uh, Kelly Grosslegs. She is a psychotherapist, social worker, healer, author of A Comforted Heart, a very good book. We are talking about lessons learned from the dying. There's going to be a number of topics that we'll be talking about here because Kelly and I, um, off, the, off the air here before the show, just could not stop talking about all the things that we have a passion for. And uh, so, but um, um, before uh, we get too long in this first segment, I want to introduce Kelly. And Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ken. It's great to be here. I, I am so honored to have you here. Uh, I was uh, just enchanted by your presentation um, at the annual hospice conference in April, um, hosted by the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care, a great organization. Um, I've had uh, Susan Marshak and other folks from that organization on the show. Uh, they do tremendous work yes, in, trying they do. To, in trying to get the message out about hospice and what it is and what it's not. And I'm, listen, I'm one of those folks that thought hospice is where you go to die. And uh, no, that's not true. Hospice comes to you to help you live the best you can uh, with the time remaining. And uh, when I heard your uh, talk at the conference, 
about lessons learned from the dying. I said, I have got to get you on the show. <laughs> and so I really appreciate Aww, your persistence here on, on letting me uh, keep bugging you to get on the show. But um, there's so much to talk about. But but I know the audience loves to hear about your background. You know, who, who is this guest? Would you mind giving us just a background about um, your you know, education and how you kind of got into the field that you're in and, and kind of where you're at right now? So again, I'm Kelly Grosslogs. I have been clinically in the field for about 25 years. However, I like to say I started my, my work and my learnings when I was 11, when my mother died at 33, suddenly in front of me. Um, from a heart attack. And so that is really how I got to this work. Because when she died, we did not have hospice care initiated formally in the United States. And so we went through some very difficult times at the end of her life, talking about um, taking her off ventilation, et cetera. So that is, that is how I got here. I've been clinically in and licensed and degreed for 25 years. However, I do believe my learning started at 11. I worked for the Fairview system and worked in their inpatient hospice and palliative care program. Then I started my own private practice about 15 years ago, specializing in oncology, end of life, and grief and loss. Have recently, um, I, am, I am transitioning out of private practice now so that I can teach all the lessons that I have been taught and currently am putting all of my energy into a second book as well as teaching in the medical schools on how to have difficult conversations and through conversations with Kelly, which we'll get to as well later on. Um, really, that is where my passion is at, is, is bringing people together in community who are feeling isolated, unseen, lonely, hurting, whatever it may be, and bringing them into a community that says, we welcome all of you. Yes. Uh, in fact, um, so that people really know and understand this here, yeah, you are a board-certified diplomat in clinical social work. You've earned a fellowship in grief counseling from the American Academy of Healthcare Professionals. So you're a, a licensed, independent clinical social worker, right? So you, you've got all this background. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I find with people like you and other professionals, it's great education, but it's the lessons from life that are really what's important. And and, and, and I just, I tell you, I'm so impressed with you, uh, all the hundreds of people you've talked to in your career, and maybe it's thousands, mm-hmm. um, that have combined to get you the insight to write this first book. And I'm very excited about hearing that you have a second book potentially in the works here. We'll get you back on the show for that one. <laughs> but but this is, you know, as we talked before uh, the show started, um, it's, it's really strange in America, maybe it's worldwide, with all this great communication we have now, social media and, and online and access, um, how, how there's a lack of authenticity in the conversations. Yes. And, and, and you and I are in, in an area of healthcare um, that we see that reality comes through. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's really hard for people to accept that sometimes. And they really struggle trying to figure out how to navigate through dealing with death, yes. de- dealing with really bad news. And, and, and it's not just about health. I mean, it can be about relationships. It can be about job loss. It can be about all kinds of stuff. And, and, um, and uh, it's, I find people just struggle because they're, they're not used to having real authentic conversations. They aren't, and depending upon how we were raised, right? So we, Especially we all have- Minnesota. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, we have a-, we have a a scenario that all of us grew up in, and whether we were encouraged to be real or encouraged to have emotions will play a lot into how we are now. But I also have found that everybody is teachable, and so that and everybody can learn it. And we're all very uncomfortable about these conversations when we think about them, when we have them, and after we have them, we often will feel the benefit of them. So that's how we learn is we have to practice. We have to step into it. We have to lean into it. And so if people are fearful of having difficult conversations, that's kind of how we all start. Uh, but we we definitely, I have seen many people over my years, including myself, who have leaned into something very vulnerable and um, taken a risk. And, you know, sometimes it works out how we wanted it to. 
oftentimes it works out better than we wanted it to. And so I think that's a that's a lesson for me is the anticipation of these conversations in these um, these situations that encourage us to show up authentic and real can be worse. The anticipation can be worse than the actual event. Well, I think I heard a saying that uh, – or someone had said, um, I've lived through uh, tragedies throughout my life that never occurred. And there was some paraphrase mm-hmm. of that. And in fact, there was a study done. This was fascinating to me that um, people look at, at these anticipated events in life, um, difficult conversations or just obstacles of life. And the study showed that 85% of the time – or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. These things don't come true. Yep. So we live our life in fear of what potentially we think is going to happen, and yet it rarely does. And, and, and even when it does happen, there's ways to – I mean, that actually is a, is a teaching moment for us anyway. Yes, it is. So we should be embracing the difficult rather than running away from mm-hmm. it. You're right. I will um, often cite that that exact research in my talk about – 85 to 86% of what we actually worry about doesn't come true. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we're up against a break here. Um, it's, uh, it's time for a quick break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Kelly Grosslings. She is a psychotherapist, social worker, healer, and author of A Comforted Heart. We are talking about the lessons learned from the dying. Please stay with us. There are so many times in life when it's important to have a plan. I'm attorney Rachel Schroman, and I can tell you from experience that so much pain can be prevented with an estate plan or an arrangement for long-term care costs. I work with families with many different dynamics and budgets, and my goal is always to give them peace of mind while helping them protect their legacy. Learn more about me at schromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-Law.com. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about outdoor fires. Sitting around a fire is the oldest, most basic form of human activity. What's new is in the way fire is burned. We can show you how to burn cleaner with a lot less smoke. The radiant heat and light from an open fire is unmatched. It kindles our spirits and connects us to the outdoors. And now it's easier to experience and enjoy. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs wood and gas burning fire pits and fireplaces. Let us help you experience an outdoor fire without all the smoke. Come see the many ways you can enjoy a fire outdoors. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Hi, this is Mike Pavantonio from Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire is a direct, smart, and i got to promise you, a fearless progressive talk show. Join me, Mike Pavantonio, and my co-hosts Bobby Kennedy Jr. and Sam Cedar as we take on the large corporate conglomerates and that radical right-wing media that dominate America's airwaves. Ring of Fire, Saturdays from 3 to 6 and Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. On AM 950, it is the progressive voice of Minnesota. Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com. From classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Experience cozy fireside dining at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul, specializing in fresh seafood, fire-roasted meats, and pizzas all cooked over an oak-burning fire, and salads and sandwiches, too. Join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week, located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking, or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Burger Moe's is the perfect neighborhood gathering spot before and after Excel Center events or anytime, offering 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, more than 60 beers on tap, and happy hours twice daily. Burger Moe's is located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at burgermoes.com.
everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio is Kelly Grosslogs. She is a oncology psychotherapist, a social worker, a healer, and an author of a book called A Comforted Heart. And uh, we are talking about the book today, but also about a presentation she gave that I attended that uh, the topic was Lessons Learned from the Dying. Um, so we're going to get back to that in a minute. But before we do, I want to mention that this radio program is brought to you in part each week by the people at Minnesota Hospice. They are an independent, physician-owned medical practice serving the local Minnesota communities for over 11 years with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice at 952-898-1022 or visit them online at minnesotahospice.com. And just so you know, I did have some questions about hospice uh, that have come through the last two weeks. And uh, yes, it is actually a covered benefit through Medicare. So if you have Medicare, um, and most people over 65 do, it's a statutory benefit. What that means is there's no cost to you. So you've already prepaid for your hospice care throughout your life. And, uh, and so it's a, it's a no cost uh, uh, benefit for you. And it's the best value in healthcare today. Um, and so I encourage people, do not be afraid of the word hospice. You got to give us a call. And we'll explain to you why it's such an important benefit for both uh, the beneficiary, but also for their family. So uh, please give the folks at Minnesota Hospice a call at 952-898-1022. All right, let's get back into this conversation. I, I know we're going to be running up short here. We should have a two-hour show on this, <laughs> Kelly. Um, in fact, we could probably make this the show forever because it, it touches on so many things that are important to me in why we founded and created this show. And we had a great conversation uh, off air. In fact, I should record the off air conversations <laughs> because <laughs> those are those are so much fun and they people are. really miss out mm -hmm. on the things we talk about between the breaks here uh, or on breaks. But um, let's let's do one thing first of all. I want to make sure people know about how to get in touch with you if they have questions about uh, you and your your um, the work the work that you do your educational work. But also, I want to talk about, you've got a great event coming up here this Thursday. So could we take some time here and sure. just get people uh, orientated to that? And then we'll remind them um, in the next few segments as well. But I wanted to get that out there here as soon as we could. Yeah, thank you, Ken. You know, um, my passion right now, as I said, is really focusing on getting messages out um, through experts, through what I've learned from the experts, which are those who are living with illness and dying from illness. Um, we have an event coming up titled Conversations with Kelly, The Courage to Be Real. Brian Pyatt is my special guest from CARE 11, um, but more importantly, he is a mental health advocate and the founder of the Refresh Network, which you can find on YouTube as well as Facebook, talking about real conversations, mental health, and um, living with. So on Thursday, we're going to really focus on how do we heal through being real. And I will also be highlighting some of the different grief um, because that is my expertise, the different griefs that, griefs that people have to live with silently, whether that be through suicide, homicide, um, HIV, AIDS, whatever it may be. But there's, a, there's even in grief, there's shame and judgment. And um, even in the cancer world, we see shame and judgment based on what type of diagnosis people had. So sometimes people have to go into this quiet, isolated, lonely place of grief. And on Thursday, we really want to bring out ways that we can be more real and talk about that. So that is happening um, at Adoth um, Synagogue in Minnetonka. If you are on Facebook, please like my page, Conversations with Kelly. There is a lot of information on there. It's one way you can get a hold of me. Also, you can email at cwkheels at yahoo.com. Um, I do have um, an admin that will check that, but we don't check that daily, so just be patient if we don't get back to you. But I have lots of folks that reach out to me on private um, messenger through Conversations with Kelly to ask questions. It's not a, a place to get um, therapy or medical care, obviously, but it's definitely a place where 
where people, they join this. I write a couple healing blogs a week, and people can comment on it and not feel so alone, which you and I were talking about on break. Right. Is the is the premise of why Conversations with Kelly was started is so that we can bring people together in community and have an opportunity so people feel like, oh, I'm not the only one. And yeah, in fact, we, as we were talking off the air, um, what hinders people from healing and what hinders them from moving through things is they feel like it's just that they're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, they're alone. This is the only thing. Their situation is unique to everybody else's, mm-hmm. which it's not. And they forget that we are all humans and all experiencing human conditions. Yeah. And there are great resources like yourself out there to help walk alongside them. And if if this show in its entirety could just help people reach out mm-hmm. uh, and just find someone to help them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I talk about it. This is about caregivers as well. Um, and it's about matching up resources in our communities, which are amazing. I have been so fortunate to see and learn about all these resources. And yet I see many people struggling with not knowing where to turn or what to do. And then they isolate themselves and it, it doesn't get any better. No, and I think people have to feel um, – I think some people don't feel worthy of receiving the care. And I and I see that a lot. Um, I was on the board of directors for 10 years for Angel Foundation, and we saw that a lot with – we give out financial assistance to um, for people for non-medical reasons through the cancer experience. And how people would sometimes say, someone has it worse than I do. And as much as we're all alike um, – there, you know, everybody's situation is the worst situation because it's happening to them. But I also think if we can know that we are more alike than different in this community and not feel shame around things and, and certainly feel worthy, I think a lot of healing can happen. And that is truly, I will say that two of my favorite quotes about um, our evenings with Conversations with Kelly or even online are that um, I come alone to these events, but I don't leave alone. And stepping into a talk with conversations with Kelly's community is like coming home and people saying, welcome home. So for me, those are are two quotes that have been shared with me that just hit home of why we work so hard to create these events. And um, it's at 6.30 in the evening because we're trying to capture those people that work during the day um, and not have it too late in the evening because, you know, we're all we're all very tired, but the time goes very fast. It's generally around an hour and a half to two hours. And there is a $25, admission, $25 admission fee, which covers overall operating costs, but we have scholarships available. So please, if you are struggling financially, don't hesitate to reach out to us, and we will get you there. Fantastic. And we will remind people throughout the show of that event and how to get in contact with Kelly. So it's time for a quick break. We will be right back to continue our conversation with Kelly Grosslogs. She is an oncology psychotherapist, social worker, and healer. Please stay with us. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens is the first green cemetery in Minnesota. It's a beautiful, peaceful place where burials are celebrations of life with as little impact on the environment as possible. Tony Weber founded it because he wants to leave a green legacy for his grandchildren, something many of us might feel. Learn more, visit the website mngreengraves.com. Give them a call. The goal is so meaningful, so positive, it might be right for you. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake. 
At Burger Moe's, Mondays no longer need to be a drag. Dine on the beautiful patio for Burger Monday Madness every Monday after 4 p.m., where you can order any burger and fries off menu for just $6. Not valid on Excel event evenings. Burger Moe's offers 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul, with plenty of free parking, and online at BurgerMoe's.com. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design. I have a philosophy. Furniture should be beautiful, but if it's not comfortable, it's not much use to anyone. That's why at Habitation, we work hard to make sure that the furniture we sell is stylish and functional. Unique and useful. What more can you ask for? Habitation Furnishing and Design 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Are you thinking about buying or selling a house or just want to know what might be going on with one of your biggest investments? Then why not become a house geek? Hi, I'm Kirk Duckwall with Bricks Real Estate and a host of the Twin Cities Real Estate Show on this station here with your Market Minute. 4.1 is the average number of showings per week per listing in the median sale price range here in the Twin Cities. This is seasonally expected and is a key early indicator of demand in the marketplace. The median sale price is up by 7.2% over the same time last year and the 30-year conventional interest rate is at about 3.81%. This is up over last week. The conclusion for sellers is rates are moving back up a bit, so be prepared that showing activity may slow down. This on top of a slightly slower time of year anyway. If you're not on the market yet, this can be a great time of year to work on those exterior cosmetic projects. For buyers, enjoy the slower time of year where there's a bit more inventory and competition is down. The fall market now is sadly just a little over a month away. Are you thinking about making a move? Check us out online anytime at housegeeks.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we have storms with a high near 70. While tonight could keep raining with a low around 62. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a high near 82. Monday, mostly cloudy with a high near 76. And Tuesday, partly sunny with a high near 74. We've had some strong storms with damaging hail come through the Twin Cities recently. Trust the locally owned Snap Construction for a free, thorough property inspection. Their staff knows the process well and has handled thousands of insurance claims. Free inspection, 612-333-SNAP or check them out online at snapconstruction.com. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio is Kelly Groslogs. She is an oncology psychotherapist, a social worker, a healer, and an author of A Comforted Heart. And we are talking about the lessons learned from the dying which we haven't even talked about yet, <laughs> and we're already halfway through the show. So we're going to try really hard to stay on task here. Um, but before we get back into the conversations here um, and get back to Kelly, I want to mention a, a friend of the show, uh, Sue Abderholden, is the executive director with the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI for short. And she wants to remind us to save the date of Saturday, September 28th for their annual walk to raise awareness of mental illness, and to raise funds for their mission to help individuals and families right here in Minnesota. This is a great organization. Sue's been doing this for years. Uh, she's been on the show, and I'm hoping to get her back on the show here to talk more about the great work that NAMI does. But uh, very important date, September 28th, and it's going to be a 5K walk. It starts in the morning at beautiful Minnehaha Park in Minneapolis. Uh, the goal for this year is to raise $465,000. They've already raised, I think, about 130000 so they're already well on their way to reaching that mark. Um, and uh, the, the reason why they have this walk every year is because one in five Americans lives with a mental illness. 
and they also want to help improve the lives of people who are affected by mental illness and to build awareness and change public attitudes by encouraging others to learn more about mental illness and to see the person and not the illness. They also want to raise funds to provide education, support, and advocacy at no cost to participants. And finally, they want to let the community know they support many mental health initiatives at the legislature. So please, you can register and donate at namiwalks.mn forward slash 2019. Or for more information, contact events at namimn.org or give them a call at 651-2948 extension 112. Once again, that phone number is 651-2948, extension 112. So again, NAMIMinnesota.org for more information. Um, So Kelly, let's get back into our conversation, but let's remind our listeners if they have questions about your work that you do or about your event coming up here on Thursday, how would they get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch if you are on social media is through uh, Facebook titled Conversations with Kelly. If you just um, search, go in the search bar, type Conversations with Kelly, it'll pop up. You can like it. There will be lots of information about the events. Otherwise, CWKHeals, H-E-A-L-S, at yahoo.com is um, – Another way to email us, and we try to get back to people within a couple days. You can get more information that way. And if you're not on Facebook, um, I do have a website also. So if you just type in Conversations with Kelly um, on the search engine, it'll it'll direct you pretty easily to there. Our event is um, on eventbrite.com, so that's another place to find out about the actual event as well. Fantastic. Okay. We've... Gosh, we've been trying to get onto the main subject here uh, for the whole show. Um, But I want to transition still from that topic of about worry Mm -hmm. and and how people use worry to prevent them from taking action Mm -hmm. and moving forward, especially as it relates to really bad news, terminal diagnosis, uh, um, uh, pending death. Um, or people that uh, have experienced death in their in their loved uh, loved ones uh, circle, um, can we talk a bit more about that? And then I'd like to then move more into the lessons mm-hmm. learned from the dying, and, and let's talk about your book as well. Um, well, I think um, the two actually go hand in hand, so I can certainly um, tee up the topic by talking about worry because I, you know, I love that you mentioned about my education and and all of that, but that. That just got me the ticket in the door so that I could do this work. My my true learnings can have come from the people I've worked with over 25 years, and there are thousands of people, not only the patients but their families and their caregivers, the medical teams, my colleagues, whoever it may be, um, because when we pay attention in life, there's a lot of wisdom. And I think that for me, I have learned truly the greatest lessons on how to live my life from the people that have been dying um, that I've worked with. And I have been privileged enough to be at the bedside. Um, I tried to count one time. I think, (laughs) you know, I think it's, well, it's close to 500 last breaths, okay, that I've been at. But thousands of dying patients um, that I've worked with in hospice and palliative care and certainly in my practice where um, there's a question I often ask them, and it's, do you have any regrets? And oftentimes we expect to hear things like, yeah, I shouldn't have worked too much, or I wish I would have spent less on this, or I wish I would have traveled more, whatever it may be. But more often than not, what I heard is, I wish I worried less. And so I would dig a little further into that to see if maybe there was something unresolved that we should be resolving or trying to resolve. And I would say, tell me what you worried about. And a variation of the answer, which was so profound to me, would be, I have no idea. <laughs> so what that tells me is we spend so much of our energy worrying about things. And to your point, um, I know that research that 85% of what we worry about actually doesn't come true. Now, we live in a pretty fear-based culture. We live in a world right now that's scary. And I think um, fear is very natural. It's not that we're going to walk around being Pollyanna and not worrying about things, but I do think it's important, um, and 
and truly, I see the dying. The dying have taught me the most about being authentic. The dying have taught me the most about being courageous. The dying people have taught me the most about somehow it's going to be okay. Because many of them who are in the situation at the end of their life, I would say to them, um, and, and especially even at the end of life, they are anticipating or worrying about maybe what the actual end is going to be. So dying and death are not the same, right? Dying is the process. Death is is the last breath and, and um, where the body stops. And the dying is often what people are more worried about. So I will say to them, you know, the situation you're in right now, if I would have said to you five years ago, if I would have said to you a year ago, this is where you're going to be right now, what do you think would happen? And they would often say, oh, well, I would worry I wouldn't be able to do it or it would be so scary. And then I just gently remind them, but you are doing it. And um, in my book, I had a wonderful man that I worked with one time in hospice who was one of the most courageous people I've met in my life. And um, we we planned a lot for his dying and, and his death. But he was laying in his hospice, um, his private hospice, and he was probably – two days away from dying, and he looked at me and said, Kelly, what is dying like? And I said to him, it's just like this. And so he felt very comforted in that he was anticipating something very different. And he said, well, I can do this. And I said, I I never had a doubt. So what that taught me at the moment, first of all, it took a lot of courage for him to ask the question. Because when we ask a question, we have to be open to the answer. And I always say, if my patients are courageous enough to ask me a question, I have to be courageous enough to answer. And he asked, and I answered, and we both just kind of took the sigh of relief. Like, oh, it's arrived. It's here, and I'm doing this. So the worry piece, it, that always sticks with me because I've heard it over and over and over again. And when people are at the end of their life, the world – this is another thing I've learned. The world gets quite small. Not less beautiful, quite small, more pronounced, more focused, the things that matter most. All of these things is where their energy goes because they don't have much energy. So they spend it on the people. They spend it on maybe self-care. They spend it on reading spiritual things, whatever it may be. It's not about worrying and taking on other people's problems and whatever you know that may be, which we are really good at. In this day and age, and um, so you know, if you, again, if you're observant, there's so much wisdom there that we can learn. Yeah, I I think that one of the frustrations that that uh, we in the hospice world see is that we've you know kind of medicalized death and we've uh, isolated it, and um, and unfortunately, as you say, this this wealth of wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Gets gets disconnected from the people that can really benefit from it, and it, it's it's really a, it's frustrating. It's heartbreaking at times mm-hmm. when you see how we as a society do this for for various reasons, um, and and yet we we lose this such an important thing because it could really drive on how we look at life and, and enjoy life. I, I, I one of the last again statistic wise it was like 90 plus percent of people are not happy in the jobs they're in. Mm-hmm. They're not happy with uh, the situation they're in and and like you say when you when you're near death things become very crystal clear. Mm-hmm. And if, if we only had that clarity now and and not the ambiguity we tend to live in well, what an impact that would have on society. Well, it, you're right. And I also think another thing is um, um, I speak a lot about the healing healing versus caring. And for my patients at the end of their life, obviously the cure is off the table. The the disease, whatever they're living with, we're not going to cure that. There's You can also apply that to um, – Childhoods that we wish were different or marriages that are ending or whatever that may be, we're not going to necessarily be able to go back and change it. But there is so much healing, Ken, that can happen at the end of life or once we decide we want to heal things. We heal through forgiveness. We heal through gratitude. We heal We heal through I love yous. We heal through um, truly just being present with somebody. And I have seen some of the most difficult estranged families come together and be able to say maybe for the first time in their entire life, I am so sorry and I love you. 
and I won't forget you. Because another thing I've really learned is that the dying, people who are dying, they don't want to be forgotten, right? And so the most beautiful thing is, you know, we're always striving for big in this world. We want to make a big impact somehow. And I've learned the definition of big has changed for me when I've been working with people at the end of their life because the ones that have made the most impact on me, it's not about their career. And I've worked with some very popular and um, well-thought-of people. It's the wisdom they share. It's the way they treat their family. It's the way they talk about the underserved that they have loved. it's, It's just so amazing, the impact. And I will say to them, do you think I could ever forget you when I look at a homeless person and remember how hard you worked to help them? Well, that's fantastic. Um, we have another short break here to take, folks. Um, we'll be back for our last segment here in about three minutes. Please stay with us. Um, we'll continue our conversation with Kelly Grosslogs. She is an oncology psychotherapist social worker, healer, and author of A Comforted Heart. And we're going to try real hard to talk about the book in this last segment when we come back. So please, stay with us. We use technology every day to help manage our lives. Why not use it to help manage your medications? St. Paul Corner Drug offers several free tools to keep you on track while taking your medications. Use our mobile app to quickly order a refill or the MedsOnQ application, which turns your smartphone or tablet into your very own personal medication attendant. Email and text messaging options let you know when your medication is ready for pickup, making efficient use of your time. St. Paul Corner Drug, pharmacy the way it should be. Finding a lawyer is incredibly stressful. It can be tough to know where to start. So start with the Hennepin County Bar Association. They can connect you with over 200 thoroughly vetted, qualified attorneys practicing in over 50 areas of law. Not sure if you need an attorney or what type of attorney to request? The referral counselors at Hennepin County Bar Association can help. Call 612-752-6666 or search for Hennepin County Bar Association. The right call for the right lawyer. I am attorney Rachel Schroman of Schroman Law in St. Paul, and I am passionate about providing legal services in the areas of estate planning, probate, and elder law. My clients receive the attention and compassion they deserve with their peace of mind being my top priority. Enjoy the comfort of knowing that you have planned for the worst so you can confidently continue living at your best. Visit ShromanLaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-L-A-W.com. Tom Hartman here for All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that you save more if you wait, but waiting to switch can actually cost you more. While tax rebates make solar affordable, those rebates are often limited and decrease over time. So when you wait, you risk losing some of the incentives that make solar so easy to afford today. And besides, the sooner you get your All Energy Solar system, the sooner you reduce or even eliminate that high electricity bill. Make the switch today at allenergysolar.com. Hi, this is Chad from AM950. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, window, and insulation contractor in the metro. Ryan is so excited about working with AM950 and our listeners that he wants to help us grow. This is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. I was friends with Chad long before I started marketing with him. I was a bit skeptical of radio advertising before Chad convinced us to run ads. The advertising's been so successful, we want to help the station grow. We've absolutely loved working with the listeners of AM950, and we all know how extreme important this radio station is to the community. To help AM950 grow this summer, Snap Construction will be putting up proceeds to assist the station in marketing on social media. Snap Construction encourages you to follow, engage, share, and interact on the AM950 social media platforms. Together, we can all work to ensure AM950 continues to thrive and grow in our communities. We stand by our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. For a free estimate or more information on our financing, call 612-333-SNAP or check us out online. We are going to get right back into the conversations here. Um, this show has just flown by. Um, but you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. This is where we talk about your health and your life and also about your death. So 
this is the first station in the country that will talk about your life and your death. Um, we don't shy away from those tough conversations, and that's the reason why we have Kelly here today joining us. Um, Kelly Grosslogs is a oncology psychotherapist, a social worker, a healer, and an author of A Comforted Heart. And we've been talking about the lessons learned from the dying today. And uh, we also want to make sure that people know that she has a live event coming up here on Thursday. So Kelly, could you remind us again about that event on Thursday and how people can get in touch with you? Absolutely. Conversations with Kelly does four live events in Minneapolis each year. And we have one coming up on Thursday, August 15th at 630 at Adoth Synagogue in Minnetonka. If you're on Facebook, please like my page, Conversations with Kelly. You'll get more information there. Um, also, if you email us at cwkheels at yahoo.com, you will also be able to get information, or you can go on Eventbrite. We welcome all. There is a um, there is an admission fee, but if you struggle financially, please reach out to us because we do have scholarships. Um, our point is to have the people that need to be there come. And on Thursday, we are welcoming um, Brian Pyatt to the stage. He is a local anchor on CARE 11, um, former anchor on CARE 11, and now also does the Refresh Network, which is wonderful for people living with mental health issues as well as people caring for mental somebody who has mental health issues. So we're going to be just talking about how do we have authentic conversations? How do we get there? How do we cross the line to go from being feeling shamed or scared? How do we cross that line into courage and being seen and being heard? And Brian has a wealth of knowledge to share with us. I'm going to be addressing different grief um, and, and, and end-of-life issues that come up that I see people, they've just been quieted for way too long. So we would welcome people to come. Um, tickets are absolutely selling, and we, we have a large space, but we do limit the tickets because we like the events to be intimate. And so um, encourage people to come and check us out. And again, if you have financial concerns, please uh, contact us because we do have a number of scholarships we give out. And the uh, admission is paid at the door. Um, no, you you read well. It can be, but you register online through Eventbrite.com. All this information is on my Facebook page. Um, okay. It's very easy to register, and um, or if you want, you can come and pay at the door as well. Okay, fantastic. Um, boy, you're, there's so many things to talk about here, but <laughs> but you 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 help people have a voice. Um, and I think that's one of the things that have been has been so impressed uh, with you is that you you really work to get people to have a voice, <laughs> and once they have a voice, then they can get that that fear, the worry, uh, all the issues that that we know that create chronic disease in our country. Uh -huh. um, uh, CDC says that what eighty eight or ninety percent of our all of our diseases are related to a psychosomatic or what we think and how we think, and if, if there's a way to get a voice going from your heart that helps to bring down, I think, a lot of these physical illnesses that we all suffer. Yes. Um, but I, I want to mention that one thing from the last segment, it was great when you talked about some of the lessons you've learned from the patients and the, and the clients that you've served uh, is about regrets. And I remember hearing um, someone say that uh, their perspectives of people that have been dying was they didn't regret what they've done they regret what they haven't done. Mm -hmm. And in this case here, when you say, I wish I would have worried less, um, and you ask them less about what, and they say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think, oh my gosh, just, mm -hmm. the, just the wasted energy and, and, the, and the opportunity cost uh, from an economic standpoint, just, wow, we, we worry about nothing in a, in a sense. And it's just, boy, it, it just is amazing to me how the human condition is, is, is what it is. Well, and I, and I think, um, so there are people that whatever they're worried about, I have a lot of people worried about their CAT scan's not going to be good or their PET scan's not going to be good, or there's a diagnosis that's going to meet them next week um, from a biopsy and it's going to come true. And so um, they worry about it, but I think in, in a way to counteract that worry, and this is also something I've learned from people with serious chronic illnesses, terminal illnesses, is that there will always be a plan. And I speak about this in my book as well because 
if you are in that 15%, let's say, that um, the worry does come true, you will be okay somehow, some way, and there will always be a plan. So if, let's say, the biopsy comes back positive and you do have cancer, then there will be a team, there will be a plan. And people, you know, unfortunately, our human mind only will um, ruminate on the negative. It will only ruminate on the catastrophic version, okay? And so we will go to the worst-case scenario. All of us are, are capable of doing that. And so I think what's really important is to remember that these scenarios aren't always going to play out in the catastrophic way. So even if, if the worry comes true, to the extent we worry about it, I often see is what we can have some impact on. Um, I also want to mention that we, um, I have released a podcast. Um, I have three out there. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Play, and Podbean, um, where we've released three since June. And one of them um, is talking about this various thing. So there are 20-minute segments. Um, my producer, Jeffrey Cloninger and I, have worked very hard on various topics, and we're going to try to release two a month. Um, so feel free to tune into those. Also, it's under Conversations with Kelly in, um, again, Spotify, Podbean, um, Apple, and um, Google Play. And so what we try to talk about in these podcasts are the things that have been brought to me, which people feel very isolated about. And and it's just been wonderful, the feedback where people say, I had no idea others felt this way as well. And that's the theme for the show here today is that you're not alone. Um, we are at the end of the show, and uh, that's crazy how fast this one went by here, Kelly. But um, let's do this. I want to remind people how they can get a hold of you if they have questions regarding your event here coming up on Thursday of this week. Mm -hmm. um, give them one more opportunity to, um, to contact you on that. So Conversations with Kelly can be found. You can either Google it. It'll, it'll direct you to um, – the Facebook page, or if you're on Facebook, go to Conversations with Kelly. You can like the page. There will be lots of information on there. You can also find it on eventbrite.com or email us at cwkheels at yahoo.com. And um, I would just welcome people, I think, to, to be part of this community for me is one of my greatest honors. Well, we are honored to have you here on the show today. I want to thank Kelly Grosslogs. She is an oncology psychotherapist, a social worker, a healer, and an author of A Comforted Heart, which we didn't get a chance to talk about. We'll have you back for that. And But we talked about the lessons learned from the dying. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation, or let us know of topics you'd like us to discuss on future shows. You can reach us by phone or text at 612-999-3426. Please join us again next Saturday at noon for another live broadcast. And thank you for listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Until next time, live well. Thank you, the 4th of July.